Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what in the heck works with social media. I'm very excited about today's show. Uh, as you're going to learn why in a little bit. Today we're going to explore how to start your very own show. And that very own show could be uh, a podcast or it could be a, a, a video show or any other kind of show that you could imagine. And the guest is a surprise. That's correct. I'm not going to tell you who the person is, but you can hang out to learn a little bit more about who that person is. But first... I'd like to go ahead and introduce my latest discovery to you. After introducing a vegetarian diet to piranhas, look what Michael Stelzner discovered. My latest discovery comes to me as a result of my friend Cliff Ravenscraft introducing it on his podcast, Podcast Answer Man, and it's called freesound.org. Free, F-R-E-E, sound.org. Now, what's really cool about this is it's kind of like a search engine for sound effects. And everything you could possibly imagine is there. And I'm going to go ahead and play some samples for you. Oh, what's this? Oh, my gosh. It's raining out. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Did you see that lightning? That was crazy. Oh, what? what? Whoa, that was nuts. Oh, wait, look at those frogs over there. Well, look at that tree. It looks like it's about to fall. Uh-oh. Look out. Get out of the way. Oh, hey, look. Here comes a truck. Hopefully, they can get me the heck out of this place. Oh, look. It's coming closer. Good. I'm going to I'm gonna hop on that truck and, and uh, get the heck out of this rainforest. Well, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Okay, the truck just stopped and I've gotten on. So as you can see, those are just examples. I searched for rainfall, for thunder, for frogs, uh, for tree fall, and for uh, truck. And those are just all sounds that I just played on top of the rainfall. So you can see how cool this could be to add to your, um, your, your, your podcast, for example. So check it out at freesound.org. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And with that, let's go ahead and transition to today's expert guest. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. Coming at you live. It's Wolfman Jack, and the the dude I'm about to introduce, he almost needs no introduction, so I'm just going to move away. 
out of the microphone and let him come on. Stelzner, get over here. All right, well, <laughs> if you can't tell, uh, that was me impersonating Wolfman Jack, who is no longer alive. And just want to give you a little backstory. When my brother and I were young, and when tape recorders were the cool thing in the 70s, he and I would go in the basement and we would create our own show. I would impersonate Wolfman Jack. We would make up spontaneous stuff. We would do our own commercials for Olympia Beer. And if you don't know who Wolfman Jack is, uh, by many standards, and as you can tell, I'm out of breath from doing his impersonation, by many uh, standards in American history, he is perhaps one of the most famous uh, disc jockeys ever. And um, I always had a dream as a kid to have my own show, and maybe not to be like Wolfman Jack, but to have some kind of show and to have the opportunity to, to talk in front of a microphone. And maybe you're like me. Maybe when you grew up as a kid, you had this desire to want to um, either get in front of a camera or get in front of a microphone and, and talk to people. And really, um, maybe it's because you want to be famous or maybe it's because you're funny or maybe it's because you have a really good voice or maybe you don't even know why. Well, that was me as a kid. So what I wanted to do today was to go out on a limb and try something different, which is to basically host uh, this show completely on my own. So uh, what I'm going to do here is talk about how to start your own show and give you a lot of tips for creating your own online show. Now, let me just step back for a second. You might even be thinking to yourself, oh, I don't want to start my own show. You know, I can't do that. Why should I do that? Well, let me just go over some famous folks that you're probably familiar with that uh, have done some incredible things by simply talking to other people. Uh, Think about Jay Leno. Think about Howard Stern, Dr. Phil, Ellen DeGeneres, and how about Oprah Winfrey? How about Oprah Winfrey? Oprah Winfrey started out as a half an hour, low-rated talk show in Chicago, And look what Oprah Winfrey has done and what has been the secret to her success? Interviewing people, talking with people. It's pretty phenomenal, isn't it? Now, take a look at folks inside the social media world. The big name that comes to mind is Gary Vaynerchuk. If you don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, he got really famous for Wine Library TV. And what did Gary do? He sat behind a camera in a little corner of his Wine Library store And he talked about wine and he brought people on and he talked about wine with all sorts of interesting people. And Gary has a really cool personality and it led to incredible opportunities for Gary. And uh, he ended up getting a million dollar book contract as a result of what he's doing and has gone on to do some amazing things, simply talking about wine. What about podcasters? What about podcasters that you listen to regularly? I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them have shows where there's more than one person and there's dialogue going back and forth. Let me um, step back for a second and share a little story with you. Uh, Interviews have always really been the secret sauce to just about everything that I've done. But with Social Media Examiner in particular, um, this has really been the key to our growth. 
<clears throat> when we launched Social Media Examiner back in October of 2009, I uh, took my friend Jeff, who's a video guy, with me to Blog World. And then I also took my flip camera with me because I couldn't afford to take him to Chicago uh, to a marketing profs conference. And I interviewed people on camera, uh, people that you may be familiar with, like Chris Brogan, Steve Rubel, uh, Jesse Stay, and a lot of other people. Got behind the camera and just talked to them for 10 minutes. And I got to tell you that those interviews that I did, and you could argue that was the beginning of a show. Those interviews that I did catapulted Social Media Examiner into incredible success. It wasn't all the reason for our success, but it was extremely instrumental. And I just want to share a little bit of my backstory. For me, um, the idea of doing interviews goes way, way back. And as I share this story with you, you might even be thinking, man, you know what? I'm a little bit like that. Back when I was in college, a lot of times I just didn't like reading books. And in order for me to do really well on the tests, I would organize study groups with a lot of the smartest kids in the classroom, kids that were smarter than me. And in order to host the study group, I had to cram, if you will, to learn the stuff, enough of the stuff, not all the stuff, but enough of the stuff that I could ask questions during the study group and get dialogue going. And I began to realize that when I was leading these study groups in college, it was really what helped me do very, very well. And when I didn't do them, I didn't do as well. And I think part of it had to do with the fact that uh, I knew that if I was going to come before this group, I would have to get my act together and figure out what kind of questions to ask. But I also knew that I would learn something by interviewing some of the people in, in, in this group. Um, maybe you've experienced something similar. One of my first companies was Stelzner Consulting. Um, and what I did was I was a writer and I was a writer for high tech companies. And I have vivid memories of going onto the factory floor at these robotics plants and interviewing these engineers and asking them a lot of questions because my job was to write materials that would help the sales organization sell. And I didn't know squat about robotics. So I had to go in there and ask lots of questions, ask them to give me examples, and then I had to write about it. So I was actually doing interviews from experts way back then. And then um, before Social Media Examiner, I was pretty well known for uh, white papers. And I did a lot of teaching. And this is in the... Um, the early 90s and no not the early 90s early 2000s and one of the things that I did to my great surprise which could never work today was I had these things called teleclasses and people would pay 39 to 59 dollars and they would buy tickets sometimes 100 or 200 people would buy tickets to hear me on the phone interviewing an expert and I did these every single month and they were very profitable and all I did was just take some of this craft that I had refined since college and since my you know, um, job as a writer and craft it into a product that I could sell. And you know, if you think about it, you probably love hearing interviews and you probably sometimes are even willing to pay for it. Have you ever gone to a trade show? And have you ever um, watched as there's three chairs up on the stage and a moderator? 
um, that moderator is essentially like the host of an hour-long show, if you will, and people want to hear from certain kinds of people. So I just want to lay that story out for you to help you understand that um, you could become the next Gary Vaynerchuk or the next Oprah Winfrey, and it's really not very hard. So what I want to do for the rest of this show is I want to talk about the benefits of doing interviews. I want to talk about different kinds of show formats. I want to talk about whether or not um, you have what it takes, and I'm going to talk about what it does take to pull this off. I'm going to try to get into the keys of putting together a good show, some show formats, and then I'm going to share some tips with you. So it's my hope that by the end of this show, you feel inspired to maybe want to start your own show. And that could be a podcast, that could be a video show, or it could be just about anything else your mind could imagine. So let me start with talking about the benefits. Why would you as a marketer or a business owner want to actually have any kind of show where you're maybe interviewing other people? Well, first of all, guilt by association. And when I say guilt by association, when you begin interviewing successful people, other people look at you and say, wow, look at the people that he's interviewing or she's interviewing. Um, that person who's doing the interviewing must be really smart. And a great example of this is Derek Halpern. Derek Halpern is from Social Triggers. And Derek goes out of his way to reach out to um, scientists who do really interesting psychological research. And he gets these people on and he interviews them and extracts knowledge from them. And it's really kind of exciting. And everybody who's not a scientist like me thinks Derek Halpern is brilliant. <laughs> and that's just because he's, you know, associating himself with some really brilliant people. The other benefit of doing interviews is it's frankly very fun and very easy. Now, I'm, to my great surprise, having an easy time just talking with you, uh, just you and me. But I'm, and frankly, like I said, I'm a little bit surprised. I, I thought this would be harder. But I can tell you, though, um, it is much easier if there was two of us having a dialogue, which is the benefit of an interview. It is so, so easy to create really incredible content. Uh, much easier than all the work I had to do to prepare for this, uh, what I'll call extended monologue. The other thing is that interviews really are an incredible source of content. Why do people listen to Dr. Phil or Howard Stern or Jay Leno or Oprah Winfrey? Not just because they're funny or entertaining, but probably because there's something really valuable that's coming as a result of it, especially in the case of Oprah or in the case of Dr. Phil. So, this can be a great source of content. And that content, um, if you're a content marketer, which I hope you are, can be very, very valuable for you to attract an audience to your business. You can also build really incredible relationships with people that would be impossible to build relationships with otherwise. So um, I don't know uh, if you're familiar with who Chris Brogan is, but my guess is you are. Chris Brogan is one of the leading social media experts, in my opinion, and I've interviewed Chris multiple times, and I know that I have a very strong and good relationship with Chris Brogan as a result of these interviews that I've done with him, and that is really valuable 
because if I ask Chris Brogan to come speak at my conference, Social Media Marketing World, he he's coming. And I know it's because I've built a foundation, which is a relationship with him. So those are just a couple of the benefits of doing interviews. I also want to talk to you about show formats. Um, and let me just, this is kind of like a step to the side for a second. There's, there's what I call the extended monologue, and then there's the talk show. Now, I'm doing an extended monologue with you right now. And a great example of someone who's doing an extended monologue show is Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt has a great podcast called This Is Your Life. It regularly trends in the top 10 marketing podcasts. And what Michael does is Michael speaks really great content from his massive experience. Uh, it's all about intentional leadership. So he'll talk about, for example, how to, um, how to put your vision together for your company. And he'll give you like seven tips. Now, a lot of what's in the extended monologue is stuff that Michael's written about previously. And, and so that gives him a little bit of direction. It's easy for him to do. But Michael's told me in person multiple times, Mike, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. And, and it is really hard to put together a show because when you're doing an extended monologue, it's like giving a presentation for 30 minutes or a half an hour. Uh, and you know how hard it is to put a slide deck together for a presentation. You really have to think through exactly what you're going to say. And I'm doing an extended monologue with you right now, and I'm looking at my screen, and I've got a really detailed outline that I'm extemporaneously speaking from. That takes a lot of work. Um, now, I have a master's degree in speech, so for me, it's not completely foreign. And you don't need to have a master's degree in speech, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But I think the easier one is the talk show one. And the talk show one is really just multiple people having an intelligent discussion. And I want to draw your attention to two examples that I think are doing a great job. One is a video example, and one is an audio. David Seitman Garland has a show called The Rise to the Top. Now, in that show, David interviews lots of experts and it's one of those kind of interviews where you can see David and you can see the expert side by side on a video cam. Really great show. Check him out. Um, Mitch Joel has a podcast called Six Pixels of Separation. And if you've listened to this podcast, you heard me interview Mitch uh, some episodes back. And Mitch has a really brilliant intellectual style of discussion that is just really really, really cool. Um, these are two great role models that you might want to look at. So those are the two different show formats. I personally am a big fan of the talk show format because it's just so much easier to do and frankly can be so much more entertaining to listen to. And the value of the content can be great because when two people come together and talk about a common theme, the result can be pretty spectacular. So let me address this. Um, how do you know if you have what it takes to do your own show? Well, I think you have to be naturally inquisitive. And I'm going to share a funny story with you. And my dad doesn't listen to this podcast. But when I was a kid, um, I have memories of sitting on the couch with dad while he was watching the original Star Trek. And I would constantly ask dad questions. Dad, why does Spock have pointy ears? Or dad, what does that thing do that, that uh, Kirk is holding in his hand? Why is there a beam coming from it? 
And I would just constantly ask questions. And if my dad was on this right now, he'd be like, oh my gosh, Mike was a never ending um, uh, question asker. So if you are naturally inquisitive, then you are probably, you probably have what it takes to be, um, to be a host of a show because you want to get answers and you enjoy asking questions to try to find out those answers. That's really all you have to have. Um, I'll tell you that I was not eloquent um, when I was younger. I was not a good speaker. Um, It took a lot of time for me to kind of develop this craft. But you don't have to be a really good speaker when you're doing interviews because you just have to be able to ask a question and then step out of the way. So that's what's kind of exciting about it. Now, I want to share a couple tips on how to make sure that your show works out well. And I'm going to focus here on the interview show. I think it's really critical to make sure that you have a path mapped out before you get on that interview and you keep that expert on the path. It's kind of like uh, you've got yourself and someone else and you're going to walk through the woods, but you don't even have a compass. If you don't have a path, if you don't know where you're going, um, then you're not going to really end up accomplishing anything. And I know this sounds so unbelievably simple, but so many people that I hear and listen to just wing it and they just start out with a question and they just kind of let the conversation go wherever it wants to go. Now, that may be really exciting when you're sitting on an airplane and you're just having a random conversation because you got three hours to kill as you're flying from San Diego to Chicago. But um, when you are trying to create a show that is designed to engage people and keep them listening, um, that's not going to work. So here's how to keep the show on, on track. I like to put together what I call cheat sheets. So a cheat sheet is simply a little document that you have, and it could be something you print out and take with you if you do video, video interviews. And we've done this when I've done video interviews on a little three by five card. Um, or it could be something that you look at on your screen. Uh, for example, if you're doing something over the web. And on the cheat sheet, you have the, a simple little biography of the person you're going to introduce. And then maybe five to seven questions that you plan on asking. Now, the value of the cheat sheet is you have to think before you you, um, put the questions together. And you want to just make sure you have a line of questions. So, for example, um, when I interviewed Mark Malkoff, the comedian, and I talked about viral videos, I set the stage right in the beginning uh, with Mark and with all the listeners that uh, we're going to learn about how to create videos that go viral. And that setting that stage made it clear to Mark and the listeners what they're going to gain. Even though it's true, we're going to laugh because Mark is funny and we're going to hear some stories along the way. So come up with those questions, share those questions with the person you're going to be interviewing ahead of time. So the person can say to you, you know what, this question, I don't feel like I can answer very well. That's going to result in a much better show because what you don't want to have happen is someone say, uh, 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 when you ask a question. So then the next thing to do is just to make sure that if the conversation goes way off the deep end, that you bring the person back. And some of the things that you can do is you can simply interrupt the person and you can say, um, so what I hear you saying, Mark, is blah, 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 and summarize a couple key points and then transition to the next question. Um, The bottom line is you really need to make sure that you own the show and the path that you go down, and having that cheat sheet is kind of cool. 
Another tip I want you to think about is I want you to be kind of like David Letterman. Whenever uh, a movie a movie comes out, like uh, let's say there's a new James Bond movie, and uh, one of the actors in the movie is out talking about the movie, like Daniel Craig. Um, let's say I'm David Letterman, and I really want Daniel Craig on my show. I know he's got a brand new movie out, so I'm going to get Daniel Craig on the show. But I, what I really want to ask Daniel Craig is not about the movie. I want to ask him about his acting career and his background. As long as I get a chance to ask him about the movie sometime, then I can ask him anything else that I want. And if you can be like David Letterman and you can think about people that have books that are coming out in your industry or have new products or whatever, these are people that are looking to promote whatever it is that they have. And you can get them on your show as long as you talk about what it is, a little bit about what it is that they're there to talk about, you can take them in any direction that you want. So be like David Letterman and you can get some of the best guests on your show. Now there's three different show formats. There's the, um, well actually there's two and one of them has, has a diversion. There's the video format and then there's the audio format. So when you're doing video interviews, um, there's, there's in-person and remote. If you're going to do an in-person interview, you could do it with your iPhone or an old flip camera at, with just a little tiny tripod, and you could do it literally sitting at a desk inside of a, or a round table inside of a, uh, you know, a trade show event, which I've done lots of. You can also um, bring a camera crew with you, as I've done. So, But I would recommend to start simple in the beginning and just get some sort of portable little video device and get a couple interviews under your belt where you're not in the uh, the video picture, you're behind the camera, but your audio is being heard. Then there's the, um, the remote kind of video. This is where you're going to want to use, for example, Skype or GoToMeeting. Either one of them work really well. And then you can record that video on your computer using uh, on Skype call recorder or using uh, Camtasia on Windows or using ScreenFlow on the Macintosh. Audio is also something that's really, frankly, the easiest to do because uh, you don't have to worry about what you look like on camera. Um, you can use call bridges like Free Conference Call or AccuConference.com, or you can use Skype and simply just record the audio. So those are those are the different kinds of show formats. I want to leave you with a couple tips. Be sure to and I alluded to this earlier, but be sure to really think about the questions you want to ask in advance and try to come up with a theme. And then then you now have kind of a theme behind what it is. If you don't have some sort of theme, for example, the theme of this is how to start your own show, um, then the questions are going to be all over the place and you'll have a hard time kind of marketing and promoting the end of the show. Also, um, I want you to... Um, to, to run your bio by the person before you start recording. So, for example, um, when you're interviewing, for example, I was interviewing Chris Brogan, and, and Chris said, you know what, Mike? I want you to describe me as someone who's a human business engineer, I think is what he said. Would have never, ever thought to say that. So I read him the bio, and I said, do you want to change anything? So do that because that gives that person the opportunity to be introduced in the way they like to be introduced. Explain who your target audience is. So tell that person before you go and start the interview that my target audience, this is Mike Stelzner speaking now, my target audience are marketers and business owners who want to know more about blank. That helps that person um, think about how to answer the questions. Uh, also confirm that they have 
the amount of time that you want them to have. Even if it's been pre-confirmed over email, say, look, um, we're going to need about 30 minutes to do the interview and about five or 10 of it is going to be kind of prep stuff. So I just want to make sure you have that. The last tip is to ask them to shut off all distractions. Just say, hey, do you have uh, a smartphone? Can you mute it? Um, Is there any dogs that you need to put outside? Is your telephone unplugged? These simple little things will result in a really, really cool show. And um, the last thing that I want to, the last little tip that I want to share with you is um, if you're doing video or audio and you get some pretty high profile folks that agree to come on your show, you could ask them to record a little promo clip that uh, you're going to play at um, maybe in some future purpose. And I'm going to go ahead here and play an example of one that we've done for Social Media Examiner. Hi, I'm Richard Jolly Chandra. I'm the CEO of Technorati. This is Frank Eliasing. You may know me as Comcast Cares on Twitter. Hi, this is Chris Brogan from chrisbrogan.com. Hey, I'm Scott Monty. Hi, I'm Darren Rouse from problogger.net. Hi, I'm Wendy Pearson. Hey, Brian Clark here from copyblogger.com. I'm Steve Rebell. Hi, I'm Mari Smith, and you're watching Social Media Examiner TV. Okay, well... That brings me to the end of this episode. I can't believe it. We're going to go ahead and transition to the final closing clip now. Okay, well, I was a little nervous that wasn't going to turn out so good, um, but I think it turned out okay. Hey, if you um, want to hear more extended monologues, I'd love your feedback. Um, leave a comment for me at the show notes page, which is socialmediaexaminer.com slash 18. Let me know whether or not you enjoy this or if you prefer me to continue to do expert interviews. I'm going to obviously do that, but I may do more of these. Also, if you, if you love the show, you can help us out by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. This will uh, put a tweet into your Twitter stream letting folks know that you love the show. This does bring us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. If you like what you've heard, do me a huge favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe uh, using the podcast app. Give us a review on iTunes. Uh, A written review would be great. And I just hope you make the best of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter, We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.